Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Denise. Happy 2024. I am so excited to kick off this show on a deeper dive on Embrace Your Neurostyle and Beyond. It's the landmark show that launched October of 2021. So sit back, grab your favorite beverage, and tune in and learn all about what Embracing Your Neurostyle and Beyond is. It's going to be an exciting year. And uh, Thank you so much, everyone. You are listening to the Dr. Denise Show. I'm Kathleen O'Toole. It is not quite a takeover episode, but I'm excited and thrilled to be here today to talk about Embrace Your Neurostyle and Beyond with Dr. Denise. Hey, Dr. Denise, welcome to your show. Oh my God. Woohoo, Kathleen. I love your energy. I love it. And I think we're both I'm excited and grateful for you to be, I think it is a takeover because you get to, you're putting me in the seat, you know, if we were on stage, you'd be, I'd be in the hot seat and you'd be asking me Uh some questions. I'd be rutting around with my microphone asking you some, don't worry though. These aren't these like hard, it's not, you're not going to be like, I'm stumped Kathleen. You know, this is something that's so near and dear to you. This is a term you coined. And it's neurostyle. I drop it into conversations all the time. You know, I dropped it in yesterday with two ladies, you know, one um, executive, one a stay-at-home mom. They got it. They didn't need explanation. So neurostyle, define it for us. Okay. So it is, I like to say, embrace your neurostyle. So it was born and visioned on my intention to help change the way we think, talk, and Think everything about mental health. So neurostyle, we all process and perceive information in our own unique way. And it's multidimensional, biological, psychological, social, cultural, and spiritual slash energetically. So let me just pause. So the word neurostyle is also a bridge term. I'm an MD, integrative psychiatrist, but when we're talking about how we perceive the world or how our mood is, or maybe if we have a diagnosis or don't have a diagnosis, or we're making a decision. It's kind of a fun word, like, well, my neurostyle. So it can be used. It's a very also, it's got a lot of flavor to it. It sure does. So last week you interviewed Kirk Patrick Miller, and he is the author of a book called Chaos to Cured. And he you know, perhaps your audience just listened recently, but he talked about uh, the four diagnoses diagnoses he got as a young person and how it was a bit devastating um, for him to get those. And then how he kind of did his struggles and what the word neurostyle meant to him. And I kind of wanted to put this to you. He said, um, The word style is a very freeing concept. It helped me recognize I was struggling, but my potential hadn't been lessened. My ability to create good things for myself and for my, for others was not destined to fail because of the word neurostyle. How does that sit with you? Oh my goodness. When you just actually read that back to me, I got chills of, I was thinking of Kirk, the power, his empowerment. And I think a lot of times when people are diagnosed with anything, but especially in the world of mental health, there can be a lot of shame. 
So right when I heard those powerful words, I literally envisioned like a light bulb going on of hope, potentiality, you know, going from a crisis mindset or a fear-based mindset to an infinite potential and a love mindset, love of self and self-acceptance. So when I heard the term or the definition back to me, that's what I just felt and I got. And I I thank Kirk. I am so inspired by that man. Mm. So there's a lot to to dive into here that, that you haven't been kind of uh, questioned about. But here is something that I thought was ultimately important. And you already touched upon it. I'm calling them the fabulous five. Right. The, I like the, it. Yeah, right. The different the different ways your neurostyle works: biological, psychological, social, cultural, energetic. So I am going to put you in the hot seat and have you explain each of those because I haven't heard you do this yet talking about neurostyle. So well, when you, yeah, okay, fantastic. So thank you. I love the fabulous five, and I want to do what I call a sacred pause of gratitude and thanking all of the pioneers that are on the planet right now, the people who have contributed to these concepts, and also the future pioneers. Because I believe words, thoughts, and actions carry a vibrational frequency. So my definition of neurostyle that includes the five fabulous is really a bridge term of my understanding as a Western MD, and then bridging the Eastern. So it's really a holistic term. And the biological, psychological, social, and cultural is definitely something that's part of kind of the Western medicine psychiatric assessment. It's part of um, how we're trained and how we think when we're assessing someone. And and then I added the energetic, but really, if I were to add, the six would be just an integration and an elevation of the highest forms of success for each of us in those domains. So biological, when I'm assessing a patient or if I'm thinking about someone conceptually, um, you know, out in the world, you know, we have our human body, we have our linear kind of lab tests we can do biologically that contribute to our mental, spiritual and physical health. So when you go to the doctor, you know, you're going to get your blood pressure taken, you're going to get your labs done, you're going to get a great thorough genetic history done from your doctor or holistic practitioner. So biological is kind of what we know of like real kind of more hard science. Some of the measures that we can see, you know, is their thyroid okay? So it's kind of all encompassing. And psychological is really kind of a broad strokes term of how we're processing and perceiving emotions in all areas. So it could be the way we're perceiving them ourselves, the way we're interacting with others, the way situations influence us, whether we are starting a new job, a new school year, going through a breakup, going through a loss. So it's like how we psychologically process something. Biological, psychological, social, social. We are human beings that need to be around one another. You know, Harvard has had some longevity studies. I don't have the data um, because this is definitely like the hot seat, not where I'm like looking things up on safari, but I know from the Harvard literature of lifestyle medicine, you know, being social creatures, seeing each other, having connection really, really actually adds to our lives when we can be with one another. And I want to take it, I want to go really nice with this word social. When we find a friend or a family member or a business cohort cohort where we have a heart energy and a mind energy match, 
it's such a high quality social interaction. So when we're looking at our optimal health, we look at the quality of our interactions. So biological, psychological, social, cultural, you know, we all have, um, you know, different things that we identify with. We're from different regions of the world. We have mixed ancestry. We have ways that media might portray us based on our culture. And even unknowingly, there's things that we say or do based on our own perception of whether it's our skin color, whether it's our language, whether it's some of the cultural, um, wonderful traditions and celebrations we might have wherever we are in the world. And then energetically, I was saying biological, psychological, social, spiritual. I am still saying spiritual, but I want to add it to spiritual slash energetically. I don't really, I'm not ready to make a sixth category because I look at everything as energy and it's spiritual, you know, is such a broad word. Lots of times when you hear spiritual people, your mind might go right away to religion. And to me, it's kind of an all-encompassing term of what your own unique belief system is of the higher level, you know, what your belief in on earth or even beyond earth. And that can be from a physics standpoint. It can be from a religion standpoint. It can be from, you know, unseen energy. And so it really gives a lot. That spiritual slash energetic one is really like the and, and <clears throat> excuse me, the and beyond, because to me, it's like infinite. And, you know, all those other categories have their own potentiality for infinite definition. But to me, the spiritual slash energetic is that open mindedness of understanding the unseen lo- energy of love and emotions, and then how we actually celebrate that, whether we do have a certain religious belief system. For me personally, the spiritual and energetic is so infinite. It's like that love love is the highest, highest form, no matter what your belief system, that's the golden thread that helps us to enjoy the moment of now, which is the only moment that really truly exists. So to circle back, now we've got these five, you know, bordering on the six of of these tenets of the neurostyle concept. I, I think that a part of me wants to like then jump into the embrace And let me give you an example of what I mean. Like when you talked about social, like finding that person you connect with or um, getting your group together, um, I think there's a lot of expect, you know, we talked about longevity, those green zones in the world where people are so social and they live seemingly forever. But I think there's also uh, the embrace your neural style is to try to teach people that maybe your social style isn't the same as a lot of your friends and neighbors and all that. And that is just a-okay with this, with you and the world and understanding and embracing. Maybe, maybe I don't want to find that, that soul match right now uh, or ever. Maybe that's my neuro style and that's okay. So all these, these, you know, these differences from what would quote unquote be optimal that you do have this robust social life. That's okay. That's your neuro style. I think that I'd like to kind of visit those tenants with that perspective. So I think what you're talking about is acceptance and Mm -hmm. self-love. Yes. And so I feel like, you know, because we're so fortunate that this show's reaching 190 countries I want to be very kind of culturally aware that, you know, depending on where you grow up, 
there's certain social constructs. And I'm going to talk about, you know, the United States and just being a young child and starting your first day at school. And, you know, the public schools, there's private schools, there's different schools that adapt to different people's neuro styles. And a lot of kids, it's like from, from the get-go, there becomes this linear language of, am I getting an A or am I having success or this person's faster than me or better than me or more creative than me or smarter at math. And then, you know, at a very young age, by the way, I'm an adult and child integrative psychiatrist. So this comes from the perspective of why neurostyle for me is such a term and concept of embracing your neurostyle is really teaching people to, I'm actually going to put my hand on my heart when I talk about this, to send themselves love, love and love and be aware and not have shame if you have a learning disorder or shame if you have social anxiety or shame if you have a family history of depression and you maybe you're going through some bouts or addiction or even shame. You know, there's people, this is beyond just the mental health. So I love the word shame. Like, let's say I know, I remember a really lovely friend when I was in elementary school that had diabetes type one. And she felt a little embarrassed that she couldn't eat some of the snacks we did. And when she had to have her little snack, so that embrace your neurostyle. And when you have those fabulous five, it's an all-encompassing multidimensional form of self-love and integrating moment to moment. Because, you know, we're not asking to have perfect days. So the embrace is also having that humility that we go through different levels of crisis, stabilization, and thrive at any age throughout our day. And how do we embrace our own way that we adapt to it, right? So um, I want to make sure you, I, I can keep going, but I want to be respectful of anything. No, no. Want. Yeah. I mean, cause you're kind of segueing into what I wanted to talk next about. And, and it was something that you and Kirk talked about and you said infinite radical self-love. And I was like, oh, oh my goodness. She has to teach us how to do that. Cause that's hard. Right. And I know yes. it's not. It's not, I'm not even asking for perfection. I'm just asking for mediocrity, right? Yeah. Like that is super hard for people in my family, for people I know, like, you know, and I know that's part of your, you know, awareness, self-love and altruism. That's a Dr. Denise-ism. That's, that's your path to thrive. But that self-love, like, please help. Okay. So I actually think what if, we were raising our children to be happy. What if you were told at a young age, you're supposed to play and that is your job right now. I remember telling my son when he was three, this is your job. You are supposed to play. And I would go get in the, go in the room to ask him to do something. He put his hand up like, mom, you are interrupting my play right now. Like it was like his, because I really took it to heart. Right. And so can you, so when you say, that infinite radical self-love to me starts with the awareness that we can give our children and ourselves at any age. Why not choose to be happy? Because a lot of people achieve certain material successes, certain grade point averages, certain vacation homes, cars, titles. But there, I have, with all my experience, I'm really fortunate to work with all ages. A lot of people have those accomplishments on the wall, or maybe your little kids getting all the awards at school, but their inner world isn't happy. 
So I feel right. like that unseen energy of embrace your neuro style and the infinite radical self-love does not come from being selfish. It comes from health, well-being, awareness, happiness. So it's a, it's a really big thing for us to start thinking about, am I happy? Moment to moment, you know, of course, there's things we all have to do that we do not enjoy. Every moment on what I call planet Earth Armageddon is not joyful. Let's do it. No, this is no. a tough, tough time for all of us in humanity. But what if we re- realize that our own mind is its own universe? And that you, once you realize that we all process and perceive things in our own unique way, that you have, you can have a choice. Once you have an awareness of your style of processing the world, how can I, with my style, have the happiest day? That is, that then equates to infinite radical self-love. And that radical might sound like so positive, like, whoa, radical. And infinite sounds daunting. Okay. From my neuro style. See, exactly. So maybe if I were talking with you, I'd be like, um, mm, more self-love, Kath. Like if I were talking to you, I'd be like, okay, don't, let's not worry. Step away from the infinite. Step away from the radical. We don't have to overachieve this happiness. <laughs> we, yeah. we, can just, we can do one happy moment at a time. We can the make a couple told me. The doctor told me I have to have infinite radical self-love. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and then you start going like in the timeout corner and crying like, how will I ever do that? So wait, I love that you just pointed that out. So the the words infinite radical self-love, that in itself, for some people, those vibrational frequencies might seem overwhelming. So even being aware of how right. you respond to words or to right. people or to tones of voices. And then that's, you know, as a, an adult and child integrative psychiatrist, I was trained in cognitive behavioral reframing. And um, there's also dialectical behavioral therapy. So when you are aware that what comes out of your mouth can create your own reality and manifestation. You can start to choose your words, choose your thoughts. And even if you have a catastrophic, catastrophic worry thought, let's say you have anyone out there has predisposition to anxiety or depression. And let's say there is a catastrophic event, a loss of a loved one, loss of job, a betrayal. So how do you even in that moment achieve the highest level, maybe let's say peace, I think Mm. the word peace is something that I need to integrate more into these talks because how do you have inner peace? Because inner peace can even be more like a surrendering that Mm -hmm. like tough stuff happens and my Mm -hmm. style of processing might be really getting hit hard today, but how can I then access happiness? And I know, can I say it? Here I go. Gratitude is my secret sauce. So when you, even in a tough time, when you might hear words or things might happen to you that are tough, you can start to think about all the things that are going right that day to have the highest, you know, the best inner peace. And that goes from like crisis, stabilization, thrive. So maybe it's like crisis, stabilization is a level of peace with maybe something that just happened. And then thrive Mm -hmm. is when you're like, when I'm like, singing in my convertible or we're happy that, you know, for me, when my son said, okay, this is a, I need to pause everyone. When my son said twice this week, I like school, my jaw dropped. Wow. For me, that was the equivalent of my universe lottery. 
not anything, you know, so my own son's neuro style and the way he processes school and finally getting a slam dunk where his self-esteem feels amazing. He's Mm -hmm. picking out his outfit the night before he comes home happy. So that to me is it's that to me is like infinite radical. Um, He's having infinite radical self-love now because his self-esteem is better. He's creating music, drawing. And so I think these terms, um, you know, you need to look at them from your own perspective and whatever you're going through. Wow. I mean, this, well, that's just amazing to hear us a child say that about school as the mother of two school children myself. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, we have this Zoom meeting because we're, we're all obviously in the pandemic and in California, we're not, we're doing, I don't know, every region's different how they're handling the pandemic. So we had a Zoom parents meeting and you had to say two things you were grateful for. And that was one of them. But I, he used to say when I dropped him off at school, mom, you're dropping me off at prison, break me out at two. And he uh-huh. would literally get in the car, run to the car as though it was a getaway car. So for him to say he likes school is a form of its own modern day mama miracle. I just texted that to my family. And so to me, that circles back to embracing your neurostyle, having self-love and actually enjoying your life. It's a wonderful concept. What um what I also liked uh Kirk pointed out that he he loves the word style. Um it's freeing and all that. What he said was our styles change throughout time, right? The way we dress or wear our hair or the music we like. Um, and, and so too can our neuro style. We can, we can grow with it. I've seen mine as I've come into, I hate, I know you hate when I say this because we're the same age. When I've come into middle age, I've seen my neuro style really change this last decade. And um, can I, call I know you? you hate it. No, I don't actually. She usually says old everyone. So the fact that she said middle age, she's getting some points for reframing. So good job. Ding, ding, but ding, I mean, yeah, <laughs> cognitive reframing. But um, it, it is it is a nice adaptable term because we're used to styles changing and it's okay to watch our neuro style change. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought that up because... I actually, I'm going to look, I actually really fleshed that out in one of my posts um, because you're talking about um, different seasons and I actually, I'm going to read this right off of my own Instagram. I wrote, I experience all of us as multidimensional energy beings that have varying multisensory awarenesses at any given point of right now. This includes the linear, the nonlinear, Newtonian, and quantum understanding of the universe, the seen and the unseen energy as a continuum and ascension of all kind in the universe. Now, let me break that down. It's definitely the term, the concept is we all process and perceive things in our own unique way. But then that changes moment to moment based on our environmental situation, our age, our trauma, our crisis, we have a set foundation of what our own unique fabulous five are that are integrating and ascending moment to moment based on what we're experiencing and what we're learning and how we're adapting. So the thing I like about Embrace Your Neurostyle, it also gives a lot of room for growth. It's an ascension term. It's it's an adaptive versus restrictive perfectionism term. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, okay, 
I'm, I'm great. I achieved this goal. Now I'm great forever. No, 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 no. Every moment you can show up for yourself and others in a place of awareness, self-love and altruism. So I wanted to wrap up with this, this final thing from the interview you and Kirk Miller did, because it was right at the end and you were wrapping up and talking about um, where we could find Kirk and all this, but it was really poignant. And so, um, you know, earlier in the interview, he had talked about getting these, these four diagnoses and how, how it was, he felt like, what did he say? Um, he felt like it was like his fate and how he was destined to face all of this for the rest of his life. But at the end of the interview, he said this about your word neurostyle. He said, it gave me a lot better perspective as to how I should view myself. And then he said, the word set me free. Wow. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like there's not, that's just so standalone profound. And well, I mean, I, I, I guess. Are you asking me how I'm feeling hearing that? Or yeah. I'm actually um, having uh, gratitude because yeah. I see people go when they walk, they go into my waiting room and they have this feeling of hopelessness and how will I have a better day? Am I going to get this label? Am I, does this mean like almost like I'm sentenced for life? So a feeling of being imprisoned by a diagnosis or a word choice or a description of yourself. And so to hear, and his, his words are true. I've known this man for over four years. He's really told me it's been a game changer. That's why I wanted him to be a part of this whole kind of truly, yeah, on a deep dive. We're doing a deep dive on Embrace Your Neurostyle and Beyond because I want to, um, so first of all, how I feel is that it's profound. Mm -hmm. I feel it's going from fear-based to love-based. I feel like it's going from shame to hope. I feel like it's going from limited beliefs to infinite possibilities. I feel like Kirk himself and his energy, if you listen to that interview, he is a walking embodiment. I really love to interview people and have people on the show that are walking the walk, talking the talk and doing it that are so inspiring. So to me, his journey in itself, going from his levels of awareness and his giftedness and Renaissance man and inspiration to the world, that's exciting. When I think about someone like Kirk or anyone reaching their thrive, that is exciting for me. As it should be, right? Yeah. And I also want to express gratitude to you, Kathleen. We have done a couple shows way back when on this that we can put in the show notes. And you have been a champion of being a hopeful storyteller and helping me, you know, come in and co-host, bounce ideas. And your neurostyle, we both grew up in the same neighborhood, even back in Schaumburg, Illinois. But, but our neurostyles are completely different, really. Yeah. you say? They're, I mean, there's similar in some ways. The core values were very on point, heart and mind. But yeah. the perception and the delivery, like I might be like, that's great. And you're like, Denise, that's not so great. Right. Like reserved from like, you know, full throttle to, you know, me reserved. It's, but it's okay. It works. And, you know, understanding it and being okay with it, you know, being okay with saying, 
mom, I don't really want to go trick-or-treating because all those kids, they run and shriek and it's overstimulating. And I said, that's okay. That's your neurostyle. You crave peace. Oh, and that's okay. You know, I love that. That I would love that as a quote in the notes. And I want to say what, what to expect from this embrace. Yes, that's what I was wrap up with great minds. Like, tell us, tell us what we're going to tackle on this, this series of the Dr. Okay. okay, everyone. I'm finally stepping into my own. It's five years of the Dr. Denise. So there's, we'll put the press release too of the Dr. Denise surface service vision, but this is going to be an at least nine part, maybe 12 part first season of embrace your neuro style and beyond. And we're going to have people like Kirk. We're going to have other, a parent that's dealt with some neuro style challenges, someone that I really respect in radio that's done things to help change the way we think, talk, and act about mental health. Someone that um, has really, during the pandemic, gone next level with serving mental wellness in the LGBTQ community. I have someone that just contacted me that wants to talk about race in a unique way. So it's almost like we're going to get a, a lot of the, we're going to touch on the five fabulous in their own unique ways. I have a couple people that I've worked with in the past that are like, can I be on your show? So I'm going to see if that fits. So I like to also everyone, my neuro style is put the intention out there that this nine to 12 part series is going to be inspiring. And then Kathleen is going to come in at times. She's going to listen to the shows and Kathleen Kirk and I want to turn this into a really first book of Embrace Your Neurostyle and Beyond and really focus on getting taking the shame away. I think one of the biggest intentions of this first series is what's already been happening, but with more deliberation, focused intention of taking any hopelessness to hope, any fear to love, anything, you know, getting shame, shame busters, woohoo. So that's what to expect. And I, I feel really grateful to have someone like you along my side and also everyone. I want to thank also anyone that's ever been on any of my shows because you really, really, really have helped me in ways that you, you've all inspired me. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Hey, and if, if, can I solicit, like if anyone wants to talk to you about this word neurostyle, they can reach you um, on Instagram or Facebook or on your website. Correct. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, my neuro style right now, because I know the world also needs play and fun. So I've got this embrace your neuro style and beyond, but I have diva discussions, creative minds. So anything that you might want to do, and we might want to put out into the world, I have a multi-pronged media transmedia approach. So please reach out to me and we will end up helping get your message out somehow, or even inspire one another in some way. I, yep. I love it when people reach out. So it's at Dr. Denise MD, and that's on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And Kathleen, thank you so much. No, I loved being the takeover gal. Oh my God. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks everyone. 